abandoned corporate America to embark on a whole new venture in horror podcasting. Please join your host and his sister for today's episode of Not Your Average Horror Show. I hit it. You got it? Mm -hmm. It's worth Okay. Yes. We have a new producer on the team today (laughs) of Not Your Average Horror Show. Some more technical difficulties. What a surprise. We're onto our, what, third or fourth different laptop we've used now just because like, there's always problems somehow. But yeah, Adrian's using her computer, so the producer is not a stranger to the show. Right, yeah. She's I'm manning the controls, checking the Breaking into the business. <laughs> checking the levels. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good place to start, this production. <laughs> From the comfort of your living room, sitting in a nest of wires. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Untangling that takes half the time, too, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, today we're going to be talking about an old classic, another John Carpenter one, The Fog. This is one, yeah, this is uh, one of my favorites. Actually, no, it's not a favorite, it's just fun. Yeah. It's kind of fun to watch, <laughs> you know, randomly, month of October type of thing. Yeah, although even though it's December. Yes. <laughs> well, I watched in October. You finally got around to seeing it today. Oh, is it one that you watch every year? Yeah, oh. yeah, usually. I didn't know that it was part of that that lot it usually makes it in i um first saw it i think back maybe like i was a senior in high school Mm. to be honest i wasn't really impressed by it back then oh my i thought it was okay but um you know i thought it was kind of slow at the time Mm -hmm. and this is one of those rare cases where i gave something another chance Mm -hmm. where i wasn't impressed by it the first time and the second time i did like it that doesn't happen often oh well i thought it was just like that with like the last movie we did what halloween 2 (laughs) <laughs> or very recently no um they oh live. was it they live maybe yeah i'm trying to remember now i don't know yeah maybe i don't know what the story was with that one <laughs> but i think you're right i think like i kind of ignored that one for a long time yeah i i know you've said these words before uh yeah it probably has come up <laughs> at some point but this will be the second John Carpenter one that we've done that you've seen at least. Mm-hmm. So that's exciting. You can offer your input to it. Right. Yeah. My um, very insightful, riveting input. Exactly. <laughs> Which is fun to get for all these movies I've seen all this time, mm-hmm. but getting another person's perspective on it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it was one of John Carpenter's favorites. It seems like I've read that somewhere. Mm-hmm. that he thought it was a good movie but i don't know if he it was one of his personal ones that he's done as yeah. far as being a favorite but um it has a, like a fun theme to it there's a um familiar definitely some familiar faces in this one mm-hmm. even like going back to the last one we did which was halloween 2 i mentioned annie who actually only appears in halloween 2 as a corpse oh okay yes she it shows her being pulled out of the house because like i said like and as everybody knows who's familiar with the series is that the first one kind of ends the second one picks up right afterwards so it's the aftermath of what happened you kind of see yeah they show the sheriff pulling back you know the the sheet Mm -hmm. over the body yeah and it's his own daughter damn yeah so that's very unfortunate so her name in real life i think is nancy Loomis? I know I have the last name right. I don't know if I have the first name right. I don't know if her name yeah. is. Yeah, but I think it is Nancy. Yeah. 
we can easily confirm this if need be. Well, this show tends to be like a spout of disinformation <laughs> and wrong, uh, just wrong information. <laughs> Nonsense. <laughs> so sure of yourself. Confidently wrong. Wrong so, and strong. There you go. Um, so she's in it, although she's not even like one of the main characters. Jamie Lee Curtis, of course, mm-hmm. you know, from Halloween quickly became she racked up a lot of horror movies so she pulled off the rare feat of like making the transition from um horror and not just like appearing in horror movies but like one of the leading female roles and all these like standout roles yeah and then being successful in comedy roles was this before or after halloween after okay yep he had done um yeah he had done uh the first halloween in 78 this was in 1980 it came out i don't think there was anything in between them I don't think so. Um, but yeah. And then Tom Atkins. I don't know if you ever recognized that guy from anything before as the male lead. What character was he? Well, he was the male lead. Oh, <laughs> he was the one that uh, picked her up as a hitchhiker in his truck. Oh, right. Yeah. I thought he was a little bit um, dowdy looking. <laughs> yeah. Well, the fun- like, not like a leading man in my eyes. You know, it's so funny. That's worth. It is very funny you say that because there was something I was going to mention that I heard on a different podcast. So this guy's name is Tom Atkins. Um, and no, he's a cool guy. He's a cool character. You know, he's I think he's a fa- he's a fan favorite and he's a favorite of John Carpenter's because he's used him in a lot of movies. Yeah. But I'll tell you a quote that I've heard on somebody else's <laughs> podcast before. I'm is that this, to hear this. This, la- <laughs> this lady was like, so here we have Tom Atkins again. She's like, I don't know what John Carpenter's deal was with him, but for whatever reason, he so desperately wanted to make him fuckable. <laughs> <laughs> so you always see Atkins like in these movies picking up these young women, um, at least in the John Carpenter movies. Although Halloween 3 is the first one that comes to mind with this this happens this situation and although john carpenter didn't direct that one either um he might have had some influence as he did in halloween too yeah so you see him with like this woman who looks barely out of her teens like 1920 <laughs> she makes a comment later in the movie where they're like in bed yeah it's like how old are you anyway she's like relax i'm older <laughs> than i look <laughs> so yeah so who knows what his deal was with him but um He's a competent actor, you know, uh, solid job done. Right. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Um, She appears as a hitchhiker and he just picks her up. They spend the night together. So that escalated pretty quickly. Yeah. Amidst all these strange going on in the town. Well, you know, trauma bonding. That's a that's a thing. (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think maybe when I, you know, when I mentioned like it didn't have a you know a real strong impact on me in the beginning maybe because like that beginning was kind of slow also even though it was like weird watching all that stuff Mm -hmm. it's kind of like you're just like waiting and waiting it's like a gas pump will fall off that's holder uh a light will blink on the car horns would go on windows will smash here and there it's like it went on for a while get to the slasher parts (laughs) somebody get their throat slit please (laughs) right right and then you have the uh, pirate. Sh- well, they're not really pirates, I guess. You remember? Weren't you just they like seen leprous it. pilots or <laughs> pilots, pirates or something? Well, they weren't even pirates at all. They were just like that oh. a colony who was looking to settle somewhere. And then, like. And they all had like leprosy or something. Yeah. 
<laughs> so they were like happy to go live near this. Well, Santa Mira was it Santa Mira or was it Santa Barbara? Um, it wasn't Santa Barbara. It was Spivey Point. Oh yeah, right. Okay, <laughs> not Santa anything. I'm thinking of a different movie. Yeah, so they um, Santa on the brain <laughs> must be. Yeah, had a hol- <laughs> holiday party, and I'm wearing this ridiculous sweater still. I know you need to include this sweater as like in the show notes. Maybe. Um, what does it say? Deer. Deer to party. <laughs> Shows a deer holding a cup, and there's a built-in cup holder right in the shirt. I don't. Oh wow! I didn't. Even oh, I didn't even show you that holder. part. Yeah. Did you use it? No. I like for a second just to show somebody how it worked, but it was like, yeah, it's a little too much. And of course, like this was like the most, you know, obnoxious-looking shirt of all. Everybody else had like a solid red color. Actually, now a couple other people had something like this. You're the manager. You had to turn up. What's my my boss said? She said, you know, make sure you come. Managers better better dress appropriately. Yeah, (laughs) you got to be a real leader. (laughs) Yeah, with a Halloween sweater, Mm -hmm. Halloween Christmas sweater. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Yeah. So the deal was that they would pay them in gold. The people who occupied this california town and they let them live in this one spot but then after they already took the gold they're like mm, i don't know do we really want them living here yeah. so then the night of that they were supposed to come with their boat and the whole colony they steered them wrong with the lighthouse i guess somehow they signaled them to drive their boat into a pile of rocks yeah and it sunk the boat that sucks yeah they went back on their deal and stole the money so the yeah. pirates came well the people came back as ghosts how many years later was 150 years or two it was like a hundred wait i think it was 100 years because they were celebrating the 100th birthday or maybe it wasn't yeah i don't know if it 100 <laughs> i know it was like the town's 100th birthday so give or take a few i think you're right yeah, yeah not the susquicentennial but the centennial right good so um yeah they find that night to be the one they were waiting for april 21st oh very good <laughs> it's so nice when you've just seen the movie to just recall these things yeah um yeah the first attack we see that's where you see like this group of random guys um just sitting in a boat and mm-hmm. three of them are just kind of like laying in bed and two are kind of like next to each other and then one's looking out the window of the boat mm-hmm. waiting you know they all got drunk now they're like okay let's go back to shore yeah. Then the fog bank rolls in. And that was pretty interesting. Like that was the way this is shot. You know, I said this before you watched it. It's not really that gory. It's kind mm-hmm. of, it's got a uh, element of suspense. It leaves a little bit more to the imagination. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like you don't actually see the knives going in mm-hmm. to the body. Um, I thought that one scene was creative where you see like the one guy in the boat gets attacked. You see that the one guy has got that, I don't know what it is. It's he's holding it in his hand. It's almost like a dagger thing. But yeah. you see like it's like two pokes. It's like <laughs> And you can just tell like that's going in both the guy's eyes. Yeah. But it doesn't show it. And then later on, sure enough, yeah, you see the body of him it's to very confirm artfully that. Artfully done. Yes. <laughs> the person the the lady Adrian Barbeau, who I've mentioned before because I met her at one of the recent Monster Manias I went to. Yeah. She's now like 83. She's also another um, repeat actress who's been in several of his movies mm. because he was married to her. Oh. 
Yes. She was kind of known for being in like horror movies also. A lot of stuff was like under the radar, but um, this is one of the more prominent ones. Yeah. So most of the movie, she's seen in the lighthouse, just like advising people and talking to that weatherman. <laughs> yeah. that, that also felt like it went on a long time too. Those scenes seem to last. <laughs> talking to the weatherman. Yeah. Oh, you know what? That guy was in Halloween one also oh wow and two for like five minutes because the alumni going on yeah it definitely was he was the father of annie he was the police father of annie oh who um yeah found her body in the second one Mm -hmm. and then you don't see him again for the rest of the movie yeah he takes the night off yeah yeah so charles cyphers i think okay nice sweater he was wearing in this one by the way (laughs) very thick no (laughs) i don't know that i remember sweaters um, are the theme of the day right the one thing is funny though it's like i always wondered you know at the end of the movie Mm -hmm. she's kind of like screaming to the microphone telling people to run yeah because the fog is coming there's something in the fog yeah and she's being very specific about where it's at it's going around walnut street Uh, yeah now it's coming up third (laughs) Uh uh-oh it's taking a sharp right on main street (laughs) (laughs) how she can she can see all that from the lighthouse i don't know (laughs) it's pretty impressive yeah but then you know at one point it's like don't you think you would just leave to to go help your son that's like why did she think that she had to be in the lighthouse so that she could save the town well also like i don't know maybe like the fog was like blocking her from maybe getting to because that lighthouse seemed a bit out of the way. Yeah, it was kind of remote. Maybe, you know, the part of the movie where it shows her like walking down that long stairway. Mm-hmm. And as she's doing it, you hear the promo is playing yes. for the radio station. Uh-huh. Like KW2, your number one station for. And then you just keep hearing like summer, like jazzy style. Yeah. K101, blah, blah, blah. And that's like, it'll <laughs> slow down. And there's like 50 of them like over and over. Yeah. I kind of liked it. I don't know <laughs> why. But I don't understand, like, why they have those promos just playing randomly in the background. Well, I mean, that seems pretty par for the course. If you have a radio station, then. But I think this was one of those back in the day things where they didn't have 24 hour broadcast. If you have just some dead air. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, now they're just like, they don't need a DJ. They can just have a thing, play songs all night. Yeah. And insert the commercials wherever they need them. Yeah. It needed to be, uh, she came on for the witching hour, which was like 6 to 1 a.m. Oh. Technically, the witching hour isn't even until 3 a.m., so. Um, uh, wasn't it midnight, bit. though? Well, yeah, from like 6 to 1 a.m., so it would, or was she only on the air until midnight is what you're saying? Oh, I don't know. I'm just saying, like, in the movie, it seemed midnight to 1 o'clock when all the stuff would happen yeah. for that one hour. Yeah, but that's not the witching it for. It's not. No. Not not according to like lore, it's like three in the morning. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Kate said that also, but I always thought it was midnight. <laughs> hmm. Kate knows. Well, I don't know. So yeah, I always wondered like why she just couldn't like, you know, just leave it. And then, you know, it's funny because I think I brought this up before too, but at, at the show I went to, like I actually asked her that in person. Uh- as if she was like making director <laughs> directorial calls. But at least she might have known. <laughs> and I just said, you know, it's just like, so why couldn't you just leave the lighthouse to go <laughs> save your son in the movie? I'm like, did you 
feel you had to stay there. <laughs> she's and like save this the asshole god. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then she's like, well, yeah, I had to stay there to save the town. It's just like so she just repeated the same exact thing. She probably doesn't even remember the movie. <laughs> she is eighty three. <laughs> so it's like she gave me an answer, but it wasn't a satisfactory one. Well. So um, one thing about this movie I always kind of notice is that at the end of it where she is like directing people to leave, mm-hmm. didn't it feel like what you saw on screen was like a little bit too small to represent a whole town supposedly fleeing? It does show a large group of people at the celebration, mm-hmm. but by the time it gets to the end, you know, the only people that seem to be following her <laughs> advice is just like tom atkins and jamie lee curtis after they pick up the sun oh well what about the the people with the church guy yeah well they uh, end up there also but yeah. like where's the rest of the town <laughs> you know like, what i mean we, we saw that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it just seemed like a small like real slice of what you're you know seeing but it's just like <laughs> well, i would have thought there'd be more chaos going on yeah maybe the budget didn't account for more chaos maybe i guess it was kind of low budget wasn't it (laughs) they only they could only film a very small amount of chaos the um the father malone character so Mm -hmm. right off the beginning like when you see him he's in um i guess a study or something and then somebody walks in and says father malone is it okay if i leave do you remember that part yeah wasn't that his son Oh, I don't think it was his son. It was just like oh. somebody who worked there. Oh. It was a father. I guess when I first like <laughs> was watching the movie, you like that? it didn't track that he was like a priest. Really? So I was like, oh, his son. <laughs> and they had like the same haircut. And I was like, okay, that's that makes sense. Oh, that's <laughs> funny. So that just kind of stuck in my head. But <laughs> I guess that wasn't his literal son. No. <laughs> no. However... That was the director of the movie, John Carpenter. Oh, really? Making a cameo appearance in his own movie. Oh. Yep. In case you're wondering what he looked like. Wow. He's 40 a years triple ago. threat. He's a director, an actor, and a composer. Yes, a composer. <laughs> you know what's funny is, um, so back when I was in college, I was working at a music store. Mm-hmm. This guy comes in, and I recognize him immediately because he was in one of my classes in college. Mm. And this guy's a real weirdo. <laughs> his name was Bill, I think. And he was smart, but he was so weird. And he had one of these haircuts, which his hair, well, it wasn't even a haircut. Like his hair was long. And I think it was like mostly missing on top. Like a mullet? No, missing on top. So it's like bald on top. And then it's like long down. And he was, I don't know, maybe I'm just, maybe he wasn't bald. (laughs) Maybe, you know, now that I think of it, I don't think he was. I take that back. I'm sorry. I was painting such a brilliant picture of this guy also <laughs> but he his hair was kind of scraggly and it was long so this guy he was weird and i knew he was he's we were well it's funny because i took a theater class mm-hmm. and it was an easy class and then we all had to like do this performance at the end and this guy's getting really into it and it was really and i'm you know i was kind of friends with one guy there who was in this guy was in the army really weird assortment of people at this college <laughs> and so this guy, I don't know, I'll call him Greg, that I was, you know, kind of friends with. He's like, yeah, Bill really takes his stuff seriously. In <laughs> fact, he's had a problem in the past. He used to be in the, um, in the police department. Oh, I'm like, he was in the police department? Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's like, yeah, it didn't last long. Because apparently this guy, Bill, not surprisingly, he was like very much into Star Trek. Okay. 
So he would randomly stop people on the street mm-hmm. to practice Star Trek. <laughs> He'd ask them to role play with him, like <laughs> these scenes from Star Trek. Oh, it's a power move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this guy's a police officer, like stopping people <laughs> and like asking them if they'll Excuse do. Excuse me, ma'am. Rehearse Star Trek with him. I'm like, can you imagine that? <laughs> I mean, I would do it. <laughs> so I was like, so I'm guessing this guy got kicked off the forest. He's like, yeah, you get kicked off the forest in Plattsburgh. That's that's pretty crazy. <laughs> you figure once you get that job, that's that should be locked, locked in. <laughs> so, OK, so he gets kicked off for that. Now, I don't know. I don't remember what he was doing in college or he probably didn't even finish. I don't know. So, oh, yeah. So wow, going judgy. back, the whole thing that got now, the whole thing that got this thing started was like, you know, he's in the music store. And so he's like, yeah, I'm looking for the soundtrack to Escape from L.A. So at the time, Escape from L.A. was um, a John Carpenter movie. Okay. And he's he wanted the music from it. I'm like, oh, yeah, like, want to see that movie. I'm like, John Carpenter is one of my favorite directors. And this guy, Bill's like, are you kidding? He's one of my favorite composers. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, so I think that the music's good. I wouldn't go as far as to say, like, he's one of my favorite composers, but it's good. <laughs> you know, enjoyable to listen to it during a movie. Yeah. I mean, he definitely has some iconic uh, scores. Speaking of that, here's something funny. So the theme of the fog, it kind of goes, you know, and it just kind of repeats itself. It is a little bit redundant. You probably don't even remember this, but I was up at um, Ma's house one time. This may be going back to, Oh, I don't know, 2012-ish, maybe 2011. Okay, it's not that long ago. Nah. Um, but there was this keyboard set up in the middle of the living room oh, yeah, that somebody mine. gave you. Mm-hmm. Jim Barber. Okay. <laughs> so I just watched The Fog, apparently, and that song was in my head. And I'm standing there playing around with the keyboard trying to play it on there. Yeah. And eventually, like, I was kind of getting it. Uh-huh. And then I remember, like, you walking into the room I don't know what led up to this. You had like this look on your face. Like it was some kind of scowl. (laughs) I don't know what led up to it. And I'm like, and I'm like, you know, nodding my head. Like I'm, yeah, I'm getting this. And you're just like, that song sounds so difficult to play. (laughs) All sarcastic. (laughs) Wow. I just crushed your creative dream. (laughs) I said, hey, I'm just learning it. You remember this? (laughs) No. (laughs) I don't, but I apologize. I should have been more supportive. Oh, whatever. <laughs> I don't think I ever played it again after that. I was so, you, <laughs> you know. You were humiliated. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so I guess that's enough about the score. Um, getting back to <laughs> that, the movie. That was our input. That was our. <laughs> yeah, what a weird cycle of stories that was. <laughs> um, yeah, so the theme of the movie is pretty simple, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, we described what happened. With the gold, the pirates were tricked. They want revenge now. Mm-hmm. And they're finding like descendants. Revenge booty. <laughs> right. I know. I keep thinking they're pirates, but they're. they're actually... <laughs> I thought they were first... part pirates. Like in the, in the remake, I'm remembering the poster and it's just like a skull kind of like blended into a ship. Oh, did you watch the remake? No. Yeah, it wasn't good at all. Don't even waste your time. Mm. I remember okay. just like I couldn't believe how bad it was. Hallelujah. Um. You know, they, they look and they're looking for descendants of, I guess, the six conspirators mm-hmm. who led them astray. Yeah. And they're pretty much finding them and the Father Malone character. Yeah. 
he realizes like, you know, his father was in on it too. So mm-hmm. it's like, oh, so Blake's going to hunt him down. And he takes this whole thing like really serious. Like that's once he reads this from this diary that kind of falls out of the wall, he's like, he can't focus on anything else. And he was supposed to make that speech in the uh, anniversary celebration. Mm-hmm. Um, that lady, the older lady, mm-hmm. and then the younger lady, Nancy Loomis, they come to the church and they find him very distraught about this. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to get him to go to the, the celebration. And he's just going on and on about this. And he's reading passages. He's like, and my grandfather, he was in on it too. <laughs> and the older lady, she's like, uh, yes, Father Malone. Well, it seems as though there's nothing we can really do about this now. Uh, are you still able to come with us? <laughs> we need some more people to observe the statue. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I forget what he said after that, but it was just completely detached from what she was talking about. <laughs> She's like, how about this? I'll get a doctor to come by and see you. And we'll just we'll just go on without you. If that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> he just ignores them again. The older lady, you know, you wouldn't recognize her, I'm sure. But uh, her name was Janet Lay or Lee. Mm, nope. Is it no Janet or Vivian? are coming up in my head. Okay. Well, she was the one in Psycho who got slashed up in the shower. Uh, okay. Many years prior yeah. to that 1960 yeah okay wow. so a little what bit a, of like film horror film royalty on screen here. yeah what a follow-up <laughs> yeah i'm sure she was in other stuff i don't know why i'm sure it's janet lee or lay but i i want to say vivian too i'm not sure why that's time <laughs> maybe there was a daughter of vivian i don't know i can't help you there or was her daughter something else i don't know it wasn't judy garland was it <laughs> That I definitely know is not the case. <laughs> I don't know where you even got that. <laughs> um, throughout the movie, you see various people get killed. You don't really see it happening. It's not very gruesome. One of the surprises, though, is how they took um, Mrs. Colbert's, the older lady, the gram- the grandma. Okay, the older, older lady. Yeah, yeah, Mrs. Colbert's. It's like I wouldn't have thought they'd be coming after her. Well, I also thought it was kind of dumb that, like, she went through all the trouble of, like, making sure all the windows were closed. And then there's, like, a knock. And she's like, oh, let me just open the door wide open. Yeah. <laughs> like, she marches right out into the fog. On, Mrs. Colbert's. And she's, like, brushing it away, like, with her hands. <laughs> like, that's going to work. With the, the ominous knocking. Mm-hmm. That's how you knock on the door sometimes. Duh, duh. To, yeah, that is no coincidence. Like that is <laughs> seriously how I you studied it. I've been doing that for years, and people are like, "Why do you knock like that?" <laughs> I'm serious. It's funny you recognize that. Yep, right away. You're the first one ever. In all these years, <laughs> I've been doing it. The horror movie DNA is strong. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, because they would tap with their hook. It's like dut dut dut, <laughs> and then they would just stop, and then they they'd either leave. In the very beginning. Um, you see them approach Tom Atkins's. I don't know what kind of house that was. It's like his whole front door was just complete glass. <laughs> it's like his front door was like most people's back porch doors. It was like know, French doors. I don't know what it was. I didn't. I didn't catch that that detail. Yeah, it could have been just like some California beachside house. They're just so laid back out there. All right. They don't really care. Probably never leaves it locked, <laughs> but. So he got off the hook because when the pirate was knocking at the door, it was like a minute till one o'clock. Yeah. And then once it turned one, then suddenly like they had to leave. 
<laughs> we gotta we gotta kick rocks. Yeah, they can't do anything past one o'clock apparently. <laughs> Curfew. In this movie, at least. Yeah. Yeah, you see random, you know, half the movie they're trying to figure out what happened to the guys in the boat. Mm-hmm. You know, they're wondering why. It's just like there's no bodies except that one. Yeah. And the coroner mentions that, you know, the body looks like it's been submerged underwater for weeks. Yeah. He's like, no, they just went out last night. It's <laughs> like, no way. Their lungs are filled with seaweed. It's weeks. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and salt water. And then we were just talking about this before we started recording, but I never understood the part where... Jamie Lee Curtis is sitting in the um, in that room in part of the morgue mm-hmm. where that same body is, and then it just gets up and starts walking towards her. Yeah. They never explain why. Like that guy wasn't part of the pirate because he was just somebody who was just killed. Yeah, yeah. It seems kind of off-brand for their um, their haunting. Yeah. So I could understand them like sending a message through this guy because he did scrawl something on the floor. Wasn't it just a number three? Yeah, I think so. Okay. To indicate like he was the third one to get killed or there's three more maybe. Mm, yeah. Well, there were six. So <laughs> if three yeah. of them had been killed, there would be three more anyway. Right. Um, and then like at the radio station too, remember that piece of driftwood? Oh yeah. That's, makes those creepy voices that come through yeah i don't know maybe these leprous uh pirates were a little bit more powerful than they were given credit for i guess they were yeah so so yeah again like i can see them sending that message but why was there not like much shock in the morgue at like what just happened (laughs) like how often do you see a dead body just get up yeah why weren't they talking about that they didn't say a word yeah they just look at it they're like huh okay Right, yeah, that that kind of stood out to me too. I don't know. I guess maybe they figured they were already deeply traumatized by other things that were running amok. Yeah, see, I keep trying to ask people about that also, and I never get a satisfying answer. <laughs> we'll never know. There was, um, yeah, there was that scene, and then who else were they coming after? Oh, yeah, the radio station guy. He must, I guess. He didn't seem like that notable of a character, the so it's kind of man. funny. Oh, yeah. It's kind of funny. Like, they would come after him. Because. I mean, I guess he was, like, an easy pick. Right. And he was always hitting on, um, what's her face? Adrian Barbeau. Yeah. Like what I was trying to do a few months ago at Monster Mania. (laughs) (laughs) Like, so, what you doing after? (laughs) 83 years old. I mean, I don't know. Whatever. So... What else happened? Did anything stand out to you about this movie? Um, I thought it was nice. I, I, I like the movies that build up a little bit. Yeah. As opposed to just like everything kind of happening all at once. Um, okay. Yeah. I, I like a slow start, a slow burn. Mm-hmm. Um, That's pretty much describes this. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I respect that. A nice ambiance. I like the uh, the beachside vibes. It kind of does that in a way that not many movies do. For whatever reason, like when somebody's driving, mm-hmm. she was in that Volkswagen convertible yeah. driving along, you know, the seaside. And mm-hmm. it's just like, as she's driving, you know, it's like nicely shot. Yeah. But it also has that creepy music in the background, too. So it's <laughs> yeah. kind of a blend of like the creepy, ominous music. As right. you see this like very sunny day, she's got the sunglasses on, and the, the breeze is blowing. Yeah, yeah. 
No, I mean, like, if not for, like, the, uh, the, uh, revenge pirates. I was like, yeah, that looks like a nice place to go. I'd, oh, yeah. I'd, I'd go there. Spivey. Yeah. <laughs> Look it up. Maybe next time you're in California, you can go check it out. Yeah. I wonder if it actually exists. Um, probably not. I mean, you know, you could always go to the town that was filmed in, whatever that is. Mm. Well, but yeah, easy enough to figure out. I thought the town celebration thing was interesting. I can't think of when I've actually seen a town celebration like that. I mean, the small town we grew up in, I'm, I would mm-hmm. imagine it does seem like they have like a lot of, you know, miles banners here and there mm-hmm. and like, um, signs and things commemorating anniversaries but i can't remember ever actually going to something like that where Mm -hmm. people have like candles out and somebody gives a speech like our town was founded a hundred years ago (laughs) could you imagine they take their they take their town seriously no ellenberg would not have the budget for that i couldn't (laughs) even imagine anybody being interested nobody would care no nobody would even realize (laughs) (laughs) right exactly the the date would come and go nobody would even know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Nobody would even record it, probably. Um, Plattsburgh maybe would have done that, though, because they had like that. They have the huge, Battle of Plattsburgh. Right. Yeah. It was Revolutionary War historic. They have they have the Mayor's Cup. They, they've got a lot going on for themselves. But uh, yeah, yeah, they like find cannons in the bottom of the lake all the time. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of cool. Divers I don't know. Find that. None of that stuff. really happens in Ellenburg. I guess it's just like they figure what's the point. Yeah. But I didn't see it in Plattsburgh. You know, I don't remember seeing it there. Yeah. Maybe it just happened the day we weren't there, but I remember hearing about it. Or maybe they just didn't have their centennial while we were. That uh, very well could have, <laughs> could be. I mean, there was no major. Happens once every hundred years. <laughs> or they could have done like a 50th or a hundred. Well. It would be a lot longer than 50 years. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, who cares? <laughs> Gone are the days we had the opportunity to observe our fair town centennial. We can look it up, and if it's coming up, we can go visit it. <laughs> there doing we go. One. Yeah. Yeah, so that's kind of interesting also. Um, the end of the movie is pretty interesting. Now, so things do build up to mm-hmm. it being pretty exciting, you know, yeah. because she's there in the lighthouse. You have a lot going on. You've mm-hmm. got Adria Barbo in the lighthouse, and she's directing people as the fog is going down, making its turns down the streets. Yeah, she never needed the weatherman. Right. Yeah, true. <laughs> she can see the fog that accurately. She could observe everything. I know, it's kind of funny. She'd like, yeah, there's a fog bank out there. And like, no, there's not. And then suddenly it appears. It goes <laughs> against the wind, which fog definitely can't do. Yeah. So you got her directing or you know describing where the fog is going and you've got jamie lee curtis driving that truck mm-hmm. which is a pretty cool scene when they come and get um they come and get the boy out of the uh, the house after miss colbert's gets hacked up mm-hmm. they grab him out of the window just in time as the pirates i wonder what they wanted with that kid i don't think he was part of the yeah i think group. they were just like rampaging at this point but it <laughs> seems specific they were after six people yeah uh not to say there couldn't be collateral damage, I guess. Yeah. Opportunistic. Right. Somebody's there. Kill him. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they managed to. Yeah, there's like a real tense scene where they get the, the truck is stuck. And mm-hmm. she's like trying to shift it. And she's trying to get momentum going to get out of there. And like right at the last minute, she's able to get that out of there and head up to where the uh, church is. Mm-hmm. Um, 
a few people, her, Tom Atkins, the boy, and then Nancy Loomis, Janet Lee. They're all there at the same time. And Father Malone. Yes. They're all there. And then only Adrian Barr is the only other person you see who's like trying to escape the fog. It's just like seven total people <laughs> out of that whole town that had been gathering together. Yeah. Um, but it was pretty cool, though. You see all the goings on where they're reaching their hands inside through the windows. They're breaking windows. And then at the same time over the lighthouse, she's trying to get higher and higher up in the lighthouse. And she's running out of room to climb. Mm-hmm. She's literally on top of the roof now. Yeah. Like trying to climb up the antenna. And then they're just coming after her and coming after her. Another nice aerial shot on this. You see her kind of like laying there. And then you see some behind her. I mentioned that, like, you don't see this shot very often. Now I think it's happened, like, in every of the last three movies that we've done. <laughs> you get that overhead view. Yeah. And, yeah, they seem to have her trapped and cornered. But right at that moment, Father Malone gives up the gold, which smelt into a cross. Yeah, that would have been, like, super heavy, by the way. I don't think he could have lifted that. Well, he seemed to be struggling with it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot of gold, though, huh? Pretty dense. Yeah, would they have melted it down into a cross? Yeah, because I think there was a bunch of gold coins. And so he gives it to Blake. You know, good idea. It kind of gets them what they want as far as the getting paid back. Yeah. And they leave. Seemingly things are back to normal. They all leave where the church is. The other ones that were harassing Adrian Barbo, they kind of descend back to where they came from. And all's quiet again. And then you have this like interesting shot where it shows her back in the lighthouse mm-hmm. saying, who's to say, you know, what I don't know. What did she, <laughs> she say? She had her wits about her enough to uh, <laughs> right. make some philosophical musings. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Something about being safe in your bed. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. <laughs> but things were not all back to normal because suddenly... Father Malone, do you remember what he said at the very end? His last Why words. not? Why not six? <laughs> right. And then, right on cue, you see the fog come under the door. And it's like, oh, we didn't forget about you. <laughs> or it's like he reminded them he would have been fine had he not. Been being... <laughs> okay. Could you imagine? You never know. Like, Father Malone, if you hadn't said that, you would have been fine. But here's <laughs> thanks the, axe. For the Thanks for the reminder. Right. So, yeah. It was clever. It was uh, well done. Yeah. Um, yeah. Old fashioned ghost story type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not as uh, not as campy as what I was uh, anticipating. Yeah. Well, they had some pretty legitimate actors in there too. So it was and a good score. Yeah. <laughs> a stacked cast and a powerful score. Right. I don't think it was like you know a blockbuster or anything. You know, at the time yeah. of its release, it I, a, you know, it did okay. It was a solid film. Yeah, exactly. Yep, which has gotten quite a bit of a cult following ever since then. I think. Um, so, I believe. Oh, the only other thing, and this is just like a really throwaway comment, but at the uh, celebration, I love how that that uh patriotic song i don't know what it is but it's just like they keep rewinding the tape it's like da 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 and then oh, it keeps yeah. going and they keep winding it back over and over <laughs> and over for like 10 minutes it's just like when is this going to stop <laughs> <laughs> well weren't they waiting for more people to get there or something yeah like they must have been practicing something though maybe that was like gonna be the maybe. grand 
opening. Well, it was like for the statue, and they were just like, we need more people here. Oh, yeah. It seems the movie was also like very conscious of the fact that there weren't a lot of people in this town. <laughs> right. It seemed impressive enough, like when they had the bleachers set up. Oh, yeah. So maybe they got, I don't know, they were able to pay people a few bucks for one day to come by <laughs> and shoot that one scene, but not for the rest yeah. of the movie. Maybe. Who knows? More questions. Makes sense. Yeah. But I like their use of that song, though. And then you only hear like three seconds of it. It keeps winding back like those old, like a real tape deck would do. <laughs> yeah, it had a very... It's all part of the score. It's a nice touch, yeah. <laughs> Enhances the score. Right. So that was The Fog. Don't know what the next movie's going to be. Did we talk about anything else, possibly? Um, No, we did not. Maybe Halloween 3. That's come up quite a bit in the last couple of weeks. We'll keep the Halloween train going. Maybe. Yeah. But no, nothing Christmas themed? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Maybe that's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I forgot about the Black, biggest holiday of the year. Black Christmas. How about those VHS tapes you found? Do you remember yeah, like what right. you even grabbed? What those were? Um, I, uh, <laughs> it, it registered in my brain at one point. I, I remember the cover. I remember what the cover looks like. Um, I could make this into a game for our listening audience. On the cover, it was like a hand coming out of the chimney, and it had like a knife. Oh, okay, and it yeah. Was wrapped up with like. Well, that was a Santa Claus. Lights. Okay, so it was literally called Wait. Silent Night, Deadly yeah. Night. Okay, there we go. So that definitely could be one appropriate mm. for the month. Okay. You had part one and part two there. Yeah, I, I found you some good. <laughs> Yeah, find. <laughs> unheard of. Like I look for that stuff for four years now. I can't find it. It's just people grab these VHS tapes up for nostalgia. Yeah. And a movie like that, you know, it's like 30 bucks a tape now. Damn. If you want it on eBay. Yeah. Crazy, huh? Mm. Are you keeping it? I think I will. <laughs> I've sold off enough of these. Now I feel like I need to keep them because it's just <laughs> like, you know, if you sell a VHS tape for 50 bucks, it's one thing. You'll spend the money. Then the money's gone. Yeah, but, but VHS just... lasts forever. Yes, I can always look at it. And the thing is, too, like I've got a whole collection, like maybe a hundred tapes, and it's cool to look at for like one second, and then I'm like, why do I have these? <laughs> well, it's like all I see is like dollar signs as I'm looking at this stash of stuff. If I put it on eBay, I don't know how many hundreds of dollars it accumulated. <laughs> yeah, because a lot of these guys they watch the stuff on VHS, and I just can't. There's just too many, too many better options, you know, than just like watching. I understand, you know, it reminds you of watching the tape. You can still watch the movie in a much yeah. better quality, high <laughs> definition. You, you just like the uh, the aesthetic of the tapes. Yeah, yeah, that's that's it for me. Yeah. So yeah. So anyway, well, maybe we'll do like one like that. Black Christmas. I don't like Deadly Night. Okay. There's a whole bunch of them. All right. Well, keep me posted as to what that decision may be. Yeah, right. So you can do your homework. Right. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next Wednesday. <laughs>